0: born in 1948 judith barnett was born to her mother her father and her siblings not much is known about her childhood or early life what is known is that by the time she graduated high school she was married to howard whitkin howard whitkin was a local neighborhood boy who grew up in flint michigan right alongside judy the couple would have three children together and then would move from Flint, Michigan to California, where Howard's business began to take off. While his career as a businessman was flourishing, his marriage and home life was crumbling. According to some, Howard would not show up on Sundays with his family to church. He also began to stay home a lot drinking, and he also got into a lot of loud arguments with his wife, Judy. Judy resented being a stay-at-home mom and having to be the face of the family, while Howard, in a way, got to do whatever he wanted. By the late 1970s and early 1980s, the Wiccans had divorced, and in the divorce decree, Judy was allowed to have 50-50 custody with Howard with their children. She also was able to move anywhere that she wanted within reason. Howard also got to see his children whenever he wanted to. Judy would move back to Flint, Michigan with her children and the children would go back and forth between Michigan and California for far seeing and being with their parents. While in Flint, Michigan, Judy would hook up with a local businessman named Robert Singer. Robert Singer was a local businessman who took over his family's restaurant after his father died. According to some, Judy may have been attracted to him due to the fact that she probably thought he was really, really loaded. Whatever the case, the couple would date and within six months of dating, they were married. However, everything did not go as planned in Judy Singer's life. When she married Bob Singer, her relationship with Howard Witkin, her ex-husband, was very, very strained. Howard did not like the fact that Judy was living in Flint, Michigan, and he also did not like the fact that Judy was making accusations against him, far as him being a drug addict and an alcoholic and claiming that he was not a good father. According to the children, their father did drink and he did have his own personal stash of drugs, but they never seen him do drugs in front of them or drink. They also claimed that their father was a loving father, a caring father, a very present and doting father, and that he only would drink after having interactions with their mother. Whatever the case, Howard Witkin, during the second part of the custody battle, fought Judy tooth and nail and fought to prove that he was a good father. Judy became more and more enraged as the custody battle went on. She wanted to go from 50-50 custody to her having full custody of the children and Howard get no visitation, let alone any rights to the children. Howard would not let that happen. And as the months went on, Judy Singer became more and more enraged and she soon began to pester her new husband, Bob Singer. One night in 1981, Howard Witkin would come home from work and he would be ambushed outside of his California home. He would be left on his front lawn and police would find his body the next day. When Judy Singer was notified of her ex-husband's murder, she was shaken, she was upset, and she also did not know how she was going to explain to her children that their father was no longer alive. Police initially did not suspect Judy or her husband, Bob. They really did not know what could have happened to Howard Witkin as to why someone would want to do this horrible crime to him. They did have the old motive of someone wanted to rob him being that he was a wealthy businessman with a drug habit. However, that theory quickly went out the window when it was discovered that Howard Wittgen had over $500.00 in cash on him on top of jewelry and his private section of drugs were not touched so with that police were at a dead loss that is until one month down the road when they would receive a letter but before they received the letter they received a phone call from a young man who worked at bob singer's restaurant in flint michigan He told the police in California that he wanted to tell them a story. And the story he told was unbelievable. He claimed that Bob Singer had come to him along with another friend of his, asking if they wanted to make some money to whack a guy. Apparently, the guy that was supposed to be whacked lived in California, and he had a lot of money in his house and a lot of drugs that the young man and his friend could use as payment for the job. They immediately said yes. But on the drive from Flint, Michigan to California, they turned around twice. Having doubts, they called Bob Singer. Bob Singer reportedly pushed them to do the hit. They would then drive from Flint, Michigan to California where they would then murder Howard Whitkin drive off into the night, never being identified up until after that month. Police initially went to Flint, Michigan police to see if they could probably get some answers out of Bob Singer. And Bob Singer claimed he knew nothing of Howard Wicken's death and was actually grief stricken due to the fact that he loved Howard Wicken's children so much, he could not understand who would want to do this to him. Police were not falling for it. Although they knew that Bob Singer would not have done this on his own, they knew he would not turn on his wife, Judy. However, Judy was making her own theories and doing things her way. After Howard Wicken's death, Judy would collect Howard Wicken's $750,000 estate. She would also gain full custody of her children And she would then move on with her life. A few months after the murder, Bob Singer would be arrested along with the two hitmen and charged with the murder of Howard Witkin. In two very controversial, highly publicized, and scandalous trials, prosecution would put on evidence that Bob Singer was reportedly lured into the plot by none other than his wife, Judy. Judy, being driven by greed and did not want Howard Witkin's estate to go to any type of girlfriend or new woman in his life down the road, she convinced her new husband to get someone to kill Howard Witkin. On top of her wanting full custody of the children, Judy felt that Howard was worth more dead than alive. However, police and prosecution did not have any evidence linking Judy Singer to either the hitman or the actual murder itself. Bob Singer's attorneys would claim that Bob knew nothing of the plot and he did not hire anyone to kill Howard Wickin. He also claimed that he would not have benefited at all from Howard Wickin's death because he was a businessman himself and had his own money. Prosecution was quick with a rebuttal. They claimed that Howard Witkin was a very wealthy and very successful businessman, the type of businessman that Bob Singer aspired to be. They claimed that the restaurant he owned was quickly going under and that the couple was in debt. They claimed that they both came up with the plan to murder Howard Wicken in order for Judy to get his estate to bail the couple out of their debt. Bob Singer reportedly denied these accusations and he also put on evidence that he had money in his bank account, his bills were paid up to date, and he had no reason and no issue with Howard Wicken. Bob Singer will be found guilty at his second trial after his first one ended in a hung jury. This is the finale to the case of Judy Singer. Viewer discretion is advised. So after Bob Singer was convicted for the murder of Howard Wicken, he was sent off to prison. He began to get letters and phone calls and what those letters and phone calls had to say were shocking. Not only had his wife been unfaithful after he had been convicted, but she was unfaithful during his trial. She had an affair with his defense attorney. Bob Singer was heartbroken and enraged. How did he come across this information? It all started when Bob Singer's former attorney decided to fire his secretary without notice. As she was ramaging through his things, she found a box of love letters from Judy Singer to Bob Singer's defense attorney. And these were very sexually explicit letters. She immediately sent them off to Bob Singer's attorney's boss and the cards fell where they fell. When Bob Singer got wind of this information, he immediately filed for a divorce, but he also contacted the police to give them a full, unadulterated account of the murder of Howard Witkin and give them who they always thought was at the bottom of the mystery. When Bob Singer met with California detectives, he gave them an earful He told them that not only had he killed Howard Wicken, but he had killed Howard Wiccan at none other than the behest of his former wife, Judy Singer. Judy wanted Howard dead so that she could collect on his money. And also, she promised that Howard would be delivered out of debt if he did this. So, he claimed that he and a busboy took a car and drove from Michigan to California and ambushed the father and killed him. When police got wind of this information, they immediately went to arrest Judy Singer, who was shocked and enraged that police would even think to believe someone like her former husband. When she was put on trial, all of her dirty laundry were put on display for the jury to see. Judy Singer had a number of affairs in both of her marriages and not only has she slept with Bob Singer's attorney, she had also cost the man his license by then filing sexual harassment complaints against him in order to receive more money from the law firm. The prosecution displayed Judy as a cold, calculating black widow murderer. And her defense, which was very weak, basically said that everybody in the world was lying but Judy, and that Bob Singer was upset because he went down for the crime that he committed on his own, and he was also upset that Judy decided to move on with her life after he was convicted. The jury did not buy it. Judy Singer was found guilty and sentenced to life in prison. Her children went to the custody of her parents, and it is unknown if they have a relationship with their mother. Bob Singer continues to serve out his life sentence for the murder of Howard Wicken. Judy Singer continues to maintain her innocence and claims that she had nothing to do with the murder of Howard Wicken. The only thing that she is guilty of is having numerous affairs and not caring herself better. The film Blood on Her Hands, starring Susan Lucci, is loosely inspired by this case. Although their names were changed and some details were added, fictionalized, and let's just say the endings are completely different, the plot is still the same. One woman would use her feminine wiles to drive men to do her bidding and reap the benefits. Blood on Her Hands is available on Tubi TV, and you can also buy it on Amazon and rent it off of Voodoo. This has been Till Death Do Us Part, the podcast. I thank you. I love you. And be safe.